Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Our lesson today is entitled, The Value of God-Given Instructions. The Value of God-Given Instructions. And our text is taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 20 and 22. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 22. My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. I want us to focus our attention today on the way the Holy Spirit works with us in bringing about manifestations of God's presence which result in miracles, in healings, in the fulfillment, of course, of God's promises, as well as solutions to long-standing problems. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The way the Holy Spirit works with mankind in order to bring about the, 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 the things that I have just described, miracles, healings, fulfillment to His promises, and of course, solutions to long-standing problems. And I have realized, and I'm sure you have as well, that God has a method or a system, if you will, which He, he always partners with mankind and works with us and that method or that system by which he works to bring about the desired results is his word. Whatever God does, he does it through his word, but he does it through our cooperation with him. He has given us a free will, a freedom of choice. And unless we cooperate with his word, he is not able to do what he desires to do in our lives and make us the kind of people that he always intended us to be. So the method by which he works is his word. And the way he does it is by giving us instructions, which are based, of course, on his nature and his character. And if those instructions are obeyed, his power goes to work on our behalf and, of course, set us free from all diabolical influences by making us all that he wants us to be. And that is how he works. He gives us instructions based on his nature, based on his character. And if those instructions are promptly obeyed by us, he works. It is the open door by which he comes through in order to bring about his perfect will in our lives. Let's look at, for example, the first instruction he gave to Abraham is recorded in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. That is how God began to work with Abraham. 
And that is how he begins his work with every single one of us. So let's read together Genesis 12, verses 1 through 4. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Imagine that, 75 years old. God comes to Abraham with an instruction. He says, get out of your father's house, get out of your land, and go to a place where I, I will show you. That's how God revealed himself to Abraham. And that's how God began his work with him and how he continued to work with him. From one instruction into another instruction, Abraham obeyed the voice of the Lord or the instructions he gave him, and through his obedience, he became the father of many nations as God promised him. I recall the first instruction that I received the night, that very first night I was born again by the Spirit of God. I was given my first instruction. As I knelt down in that place where I was staying, I heard in my conscience, in my spirit, the voice or the, 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 the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit saying, go back to your wife, go back to your family, and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. That was the very first instruction I heard from the Lord the moment I became his child. And that's how God began to work with me. And from one instruction to another, he brought me to the place where I am today. Praise God. And he's not finished with me yet, and he's not finished with you yet. But I want you to realize that that is how God works with us, making us, molding us. He said to Peter, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. That's how God works with us. That's how he makes us. That's how he develops us. He gives us his instruction and as we promptly obey, he releases his grace and his power and, and begins to work in our situation, meeting our very need at the time. And I said all that in my opening statements to say this. If we are going to advance in the things of the Spirit, go further than we have been before, take territory for the kingdom of God, we need to learn to value his instructions. There is no advancement in any area of our lives, whether it be spiritual, physical, financial, relational, there is no growth, there is no advancement forward unless 
we begin to value the instructions that he gives us at a given time. Because that is his method. That is how he works. There can be no advancement, and I want to repeat that, without obedience, prompt obedience to the instructions given to us from the Lord. There can be no manifestation of his tangible presence or of his power unless we act. That's what faith is, acting on God's instructions. Therefore, we have a great need, I believe, to cultivate and to develop the art of listening and the art of prompting, obeying his instructions. Let's take a look at some of the healing miracles in the ministry of Jesus and witness together with me the value of acting on the Lord's instructions. The first one we're going to look at is the healing of the man who was blind from birth. And we read from John's Gospel, chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eye of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Notice the instruction the Lord Jesus gave this blind man. That was an impossible instruction in the natural. The man was blind. How was he going to go to the pool of Siloam? Of course, unless somebody led him there. But he obeyed that very instruction that was given to him. And when he did, the Bible says he came back seeing. What if he didn't obey the instruction? He would be still blind. He would have died blind. So that is why I want to emphasize that we come to the place where we not only value, we treasure the Lord's instructions. In the book of Isaiah, the word of God says that God will look to the one who trembles at his word. In other words, we have so much reverence and respect for the Lord's instructions that out of reverence, and fear, the fear of the Lord, we promptly obey the instructions that are given to us. He may say to you, forgive. He may say, go to that place, do this, do that. So we need to always be open to the Spirit's impressions, to the Spirit's guidance, to His leading. Because the Word says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We need to learn how the Spirit communicates with us, how he, he impresses us, and how He talks to us. And we need to listen to that and develop our ability to pick up the very things that God is communicating to us from day to day, from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, every single day, Every hour of the day, we have an ear that is open to the instructions of the Lord. So important. Let's look at another uh, healing miracle of the Lord, the healing of the man with the withered hand. And behold, 
there was a man who had a withered hand, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And they might accuse him. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Praise God. There we see again the Lord calling the man in the center of the synagogue, in front of everybody. It must have been very uncomfortable for the man. And he gives him an impossible instruction. Stretch forth, not the good hand, the withered hand. And the man obeyed. And as he stretched out his hand on the instruction of the Lord, the Bible says that he was restored. His hand was restored and was made whole. Let's look at another one. The healing of the ten lepers. And as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Praise God. He also gave them an unreasonable instruction. How could they go to the priests while they were still lepers? Only those that were healed, they were allowed to go see the priests to verify the healing. But the lepers believed and obeyed that instruction. And I want to emphasize, that's what faith is. If you really have faith, you act on what you believe. You act on the instructions of the Lord. So the Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. When were they cleansed? When they acted on the instruction the Lord had given them to them. And we're going to look at another one, Peter's great catch of fish. And that's recorded in Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 3 to 6. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and called the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. Amen. Please notice the words, And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. What did they do? We notice here that, please pay attention, they partially obeyed what Jesus instructed Peter to do. Notice what Peter said in response to the Lord. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net, one net, but Jesus instructed them to let down the nets, plural. They only let down one net. If one net, in obedience to the Lord's instruction, caught such a great number of fish, just imagine what would have happened when they let down all of the nets. That was partial obedience to the instruction of the Lord. And yet the Lord honored that part of obedience. Every time 
As you notice, every time we see a miracle taking place in the ministry of Jesus, it was always preceded by an act of obedience by the individuals to the instruction they were given. Every single miracle, every single healing, every single intervention of the Lord in their lives was always preceded by their obedience to the instruction that were given at that same time. And here is the principle I want to emphasize in our lesson today. Obedience to God's given instructions releases God's ability to step into our situation, whatever that situation is. It is the open door by which the Lord works or walks through to come to us from the spirit realm into the natural realm and meet our need. That is the open door, our obedience to the instruction He gives us at that particular time. No matter what your situation is, no matter what uh, um, challenge you are facing, listen to the instruction the Spirit of God is giving you. Don't look at the situation. Don't listen to the enemy. Don't look at how big or how, how impossible your situation is. Close your ears to that and listen to the instruction the Lord is giving you at that particular time. And whatever He says, do it. Whatever He tells you to do, do it. No matter how unreasonable, no matter how illogical is. If you do it, the door will open. Jesus will come where you are, manifest His presence, and supply that which you need. If it's encouragement, if it's victory, if it's deliverance, if it's uh, resources or whatever the need is. There's nothing impossible for the Lord. As we can clearly see from the miracles that we just looked at in the ministry of Jesus, it was the obedience of the individuals to the instructions given to them that caused the power of God to go to work on their behalf. Do you remember the miracle of Jericho, how Joshua conquered that unconquerable city? It had a name for being unconquerable due to the high walls, the, the strong, the fortified walls that surrounded the city. And yet, the unconquerable city became conquerable. How? By Joshua and his people obeying the instructions the Lord gave to them that day. They didn't even have to throw uh, um, uh, an arrow to, to conquer the walls. They just obeyed the Lord's instructions. Our impossibilities become God's possibilities through our obedience to the instructions given to us at any given time. And one thing alone only we should be looking for constantly in our fellowship, in our communion with the Lord, and that is to always have an attentive ear, always ready to hear the word of the Lord and put it into practice. That's all we need to do. Jesus said to Martha that she was troubled about many things. He says, Martha, one thing is needed. 
and Mary has chosen the better part. What did Mary do? She listened to the Lord's instructions, to the Lord's wisdom and voice. Remember young Samuel in the Old Testament? The Lord appeared to him and um, he didn't know it was the Lord. He was just learning to hear the voice of the Lord. So Eli, the high priest, said to him, Son, when the Lord comes to you again, say this to him, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. That's in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 9. That ought to be our attitude all day long. Speak, Lord. I am your servant. You are the Lord, and I am listening. I'm listening to your promptings. I'm listening to your spirit. I crave the guidance of your spirit. In every situation, when you make a decision, you're about to make a decision. When you're conversing with someone, when you need to counsel someone, listen to the prompting of the Spirit. And we must learn to develop this habit of always listening, being mindful, being watchful, and being mindful of His indwelling presence and being sensitive to the promptings and the way He communicates with us. He doesn't speak loud. He doesn't shout. His his voice is very gentle. And sometimes all you pick up is a is an impression, an impression from the Spirit, a prompting to do something. I was walking around uh, this morning and I I see my neighbor out and um, I went to her. I said, good morning, how are you doing? Uh, She's been our neighbor for over 30 years. And we got chatting and she told me about her husband who's having great difficulties. He's very depressed. He's, uh, he's overweight and um, he's, he really has many health challenges. And she wants to get him to walk, but he refuses to go even down the road. So as I was communicating with her, as I was conversing with her, the spirit just, just impressed upon my heart. I said to her, Hanagi, how about if I uh, offer to come and, and walk with your husband every morning, just down the road, even for 10 minutes, and, and give him some, at least a jump start that he may get his, his blood flowing. Oh, she said, would you do that? We would appreciate it. And she said, come, 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 come. And she opened the door and invited me in, and there was uh, Johnny, her husband, And then she said to him, Andrea is volunteering to go with you and uh, he's offering, would you go? Yes, he said, I would go with you. And I said, Lord, this is probably the open door that I have been praying for a long time that you would give me an open door to witness about the love of God to my neighbor. So tomorrow morning, Early in the morning, about 20 to 6, I'm going to knock on his door and he's going to come walking with me. What what if I wasn't sensitive to that prompting? I would just have a normal conversation and go about my business. And that's why I'm encouraging you to cultivate a sensitive ear, a sensitive heart, where you pick up these promptings. This, these leadings, uh, these gentle whispers of the Spirit and act on it. You will see 
what God will do through one act of obedience. Praise God. So even in our prayers, don't let your prayer time be a monologue. Pause often. Listen to the Spirit's impressions, the witness. Sometimes all you get is a witness in your spirit, a green light or a, how can I put it, a, a witness or a, 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 a gooey feeling deep down in your spirit. Listen to that. Listen to the prompting and to his thoughts. One of the ways that often the Spirit communicates with me is by bringing to my mind, in my thoughts, scriptures, bringing them to my remembrance, scriptures that I've read over the years and words that I've meditated and studied on, he would bring them up to my mind. And I know that's the Spirit reminding me of the Word of God, of God's instructions. Remember Jesus said in John 14, verse 26, when the Holy Spirit, he said, he comes, he will bring to your remembrance all the things I taught and said. And that's why it's so important to familiarize ourselves with the Word of God, both the Old and the New Testament, and to know it to know the Word, because if you do know the Word, the Spirit will pick it up and will, will bring to your remembrance the right Scripture at the right time, and whatever you need, He will supply your need at that particular time. That's how He communicates and ministers and speaks to us. The other thing I want to emphasize here is that no instruction from God is without power. No instruction from the Lord is void of power. And I've learned from experience, when God gives us an instruction, He also, with the instruction, He gives us the grace and the ability to act on it. God's grace to obey, even an impossible, naturally speaking, instruction, God's grace to obey is attached to the instruction that is given to us at the time. God is not unjust. He will never tell us or give us an instruction without giving us the strength or the ability to put it into practice. That's how fair and just our Heavenly Father is. The moment our heart is open and willing the Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. The moment we decide to act on that instruction, that is the very moment in which grace is released to empower us for the task. When he speaks and gives that instruction, you see, faith comes how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Together with the instruction comes the power, the ability, the grace to put it into practice. And that, how, that is how God works. Another, another thing that I want to emphasize, we need to understand that sacrifice is no substitute for obedience. 
And let me explain what I mean. Many believers pray, but very few listen to the instructions given from the Spirit, and even fewer obey those instructions. All of us often say things like this, you know, brother, God has been dealing with me about my giving, or he has been talking to me about my prayer life that I need to pray more, or the Lord has been dealing with my attitude towards my spouse. And yet, despite the Lord dealing with us on issues like that, and all of us have done it, we procrastinate. And most times, we do nothing about the things that God has been pointing His finger on. Let me ask you a question. If that is the case, what does that tell us? What it tells me is that we lost sight of the value of God's Word. We have lost the reverential fear of the Lord, and we no longer consider His Word as precious, as valuable, or as final authority in our lives. And if that's the case, then we need to really get hold of God and repent. If God has been dealing with you on certain issues, don't procrastinate. Don't just put it off. If the Spirit of God is dealing with you on certain matters that you know He has spoken to you, act on it. And listen, we can pray for days, we can pray for weeks, and even months concerning a situation. We can even fast days at a time. But if we do not obey the instructions given to us from the Spirit, nothing will change. Every, no, no situation will change. We will remain in the same situation unless and until we decide to act on those things which the Spirit of God is dealing with us. Now, we cannot substitute obedience with sacrifice. What that means, we can't substitute obedience with more prayer. Praying more is not going to help if we're being disobedient. We can't substitute obedience with fasting or even doing good works. Are you listening to me? It's very important. The, Lord, the word of the Lord came to Samuel, the prophet, speaking to the disobedient king. His name was Saul. Listen to what the Lord said through Samuel to King Saul, who was disobedient to the Lord. 1 Samuel 15, verse 22 and 23. And Samuel said, As the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than, than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. 
Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. King Saul lost his throne as a result of his disobedience. He tried to sacrifice instead of obeying the word of the Lord which was given to him through the prophet Samuel. He lost his throne. And listen, God is no respecter of persons. You may not lose your salvation, but you will lose your cutting edge. You will become spiritually weak and vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy if there is any disobedience in your life. I guarantee you that. That is a fact. And we need to really uh, pay attention to what God is communicating to us in any given situation. God requires obedience before he will act on our behalf. He wants us to work with him and bring about together in partnership with the Spirit, bring about the answer to our prayers through our submission and our obedience to him. Also, spiritual instructions are unreasonable and irrational to the natural mind. You need to understand that. They take us out of our comfort zone. They stretch our faith. And many times, uh, the instructions that are given to us don't make sense in the natural speaking. So when the Spirit gives us an instruction, it is usually, usually outside of our logic or reason. And if our minds are not renewed by the Word of God and the Spirit of God, we will most likely talk ourselves out of it. It doesn't make sense to instruct the man with a withered hand to stretch it out. But Jesus told him, stretch your withered hand out. When he did, when he acted on that, he found the grace, the power, the healing to flow into his withered arm and it was whole. That's how God works. And God will always instruct you to do the impossible, naturally speaking, through the power of Christ who resides in us by the Holy Spirit. He's going to tell you something that it's impossible for you in the natural to do. But it is possible through the Spirit that indwells you. If ye through the Spirit mortify or crucify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live in His presence. We have been empowered by the Spirit of God who indwells us. We're not just natural human beings. We are supernatural through the supernatural power of the Spirit who indwells us. All things are possible to him who believes. Amen? Amen. It doesn't make sense to the natural mind when instructed to sow in the land of drought and famine, yet at the instruction of the Lord, Isaac did exactly that. 
the Lord said to him, do not go down to Egypt, stay in this land and I will bless you. And the man sowed in that land of famine and drought. <laughs> and the Bible says he reaped a hundredfold in return. No one in his natural mind sows where there is severe drought and there is famine and you don't know whether it's going to rain or not. But at the instruction of the Lord, because God appeared to him in the dream and said, don't leave this land, stay in it and I will bless you. And Isaac did exactly that. And the Bible says he became prosperous and he had lots of camels and, and, and sheep and goats and the Philistines envied him simply because he obeyed, he obeyed that one instruction the Lord gave him. That is the same instruction the Lord gave me in 1980 when everybody was leaving Zimbabwe and I sought the face of God and I prayed and I wrestled with the Spirit and the Lord spoke to me from Genesis 26. He said, stay in this land, don't go down south and I will bless you. And my goodness, God's faithfulness and favor was poured out upon us for those 10 years that we remain in the land of Zimbabwe. Always, folks, listen to the Spirit. Don't go the world's way because the world's Spirit is contrary to God's principles. That which is highly praised among men, Jesus said, is an abomination to God. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but his delight is in the word of the Lord, is in the law of the Lord, he meditates in a day and night. As I say, spiritual instructions take us out of our comfort zones. They take us out of our logic, out of our reason, and they stretch our faith beyond limits. Someone said, well, you're out of your mind. That's, that's true. I'm out of my mind into the spirit. And we all need to do that, to walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. They make no sense very often to the natural man. In fact, they seem foolish. But if obeyed, they release God's power on our behalf. That's why the word says in Corinthians, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him. He cannot discern spiritual things because he does not have the Spirit. But we do have the Spirit of God. And we ought to be able to discern those spiritual instructions that the Lord gives us in his word and through his Spirit. And as I've mentioned to you, Jesus said to Martha, she was troubled, she was worried about many things. The Lord said to her, Martha, one thing is needed, and that is to listen to the word and obey it. Is there anything more simple than that, folks? There's nothing more simple than that. Mary, the mother of Jesus, said to the servants at the wedding of Cana, whatever he tells you to do, do it. How simple can that be? Is there anything more simple? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. God the Father spoke with an audible voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, hear Him. 
listen to him. Amen. We have so many witnesses. Just do what it says. Amen. So, let me ask you a question. Are you troubled? Are you worried about your finances? Listen to the Spirit. Do what He tells you. Are you anxious about your future? Are you troubled, worried about your children, your grandchildren? Are you anxious about your safety? Are you fearful? Stop. Stop right there. Don't entertain those thoughts. Stop and ask the Spirit to show you what the Word of God says about your situation. And whatever He tells you, act on it. Just do it. The Word of God says in Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious or troubled about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus our Lord. Is it easy? Everybody wants to do what is easy. No, it's not easy, but it's possible. It's possible. Commit. Commit your way to the Lord, the Bible says. Trust also in Him, and He will bring it to pass. Believe that he will speak to you and show you from the Bible what he has already spoken about your situation. I recall years ago, a young man came into my office and he wanted to consult with me about certain things that troubled him. I didn't know what troubled him. But within the conversation, I recall him saying to me, Pastor, you know, God doesn't talk to me. I said, God speaks to all of his children. You are his child. You're born again. You have the spirit of Christ within you. He he speaks. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And I try to assure him that God speaks to all of us, not just to pastors and ministers. But he insisted. He said, well, I haven't heard the Lord. He doesn't speak to me. And then I was prompted. I said, okay. Let's, let, let you and I just bow down here and pray. You pray in your own words and you ask God to speak to you. Well, we bowed and he prayed in his own words and he said, Lord, here I am. Would you please speak to me? We waited just, just a few seconds, not long. And then he lifted up his head and his face was beaming and he was smiling and I said, What's up? What did the Lord say? He said, he told me, love your wife. Obviously, the man had troubled in his marriage and the Spirit spoke to him how to restore his marriage relationship. He said to him, love your wife. That was from Ephesians chapter 5 where he says, husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and laid down his life for her. Well, from that day on, he never said that God did not speak to him anymore. God will speak to you anywhere, anytime. He will use dreams. He will use visions. He will use impressions from the Spirit. He will use the mouth of someone else to speak to you, provided you're sensitive to hear and to discern 
what he's saying at the time. Well, in closing, I want to stress how important it is for us to obey. The Bible says God delights in our obedience because obedience to him reveals trust. Our submission and obedience to his instructions communicate a very clear message to the Lord saying, Lord, we believe your word, we trust your judgments, and we recognize your sovereign authority over our lives. You are the Lord, we are your servants. Let's just pray and allow that word to sink deep down into our spirits. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word to us today. Thank you for stressing the importance of listening to your instructions and promptly obeying them. Show us, I pray, Lord, those areas in our lives in which we are being disobedient, in which we procrastinate to act on those things that you've been dealing with us. And help us, I pray, give us grace and mercy to obey and to submit to your instructions, for they are for our own good, Lord, and for your glory. We ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we thank you for it. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.